And we are live. What is up, everybody, for Data on Kubernetes Communities live stream number 107. Getting close to that holiday time, the holiday spirit. A lot of things going on in December, winding down the year, getting closer and closer to whatever holidays you celebrate or don't celebrate. The weather's cold. We're getting towards the end of the year, finishing up a lot of stuff. As you can see, live stream number 107. I think we've done 86 live streams this year. we still got two more. We'll also be having a Christmas concert on December 21st. So if you play an instrument, you want to sing, you want to dance, you got some talent that you want to share, you can feel free to do so. Speaking of talents, our speaker today, we were just talking before we got started, is quite young, but misses the days of when the internet, when people used to have their own websites, it would share stuff about their hobbies. Now it seems like we just do that on social media, but definitely take a look at his website. Definitely take a look at a gay's website. He's got some really cool stuff on there about photography, also some you know more tech-related posts, some really, really good stuff there. When he's not doing that, he's working at Percona, wonderful friend of our community. Big shout out to Percona, all the wonderful folks there. Um, but he's working there. And today we're going to be talking about operators, which is a hot topic, right? Hot topic that we've addressed on more than one occasion. and seems to be one of the best answers that we have when we're talking about the challenges of running data on Kubernetes. And speaking of those challenges and opportunities of running data on Kubernetes, if you have not looked at our research report yet, I please recommend you do so. Drop the link for that in there. Um, but let's get back to our speaker. Again, welcome. You join us today. You're joining us today from a very small town in Turkey called Istanbul, which I don't think our audience has probably heard of. You happen to be from a different part of Turkey, which I was learning about called Izmir, which is in the West um, near Greece, beautiful coastal town in the Aegean Sea. Check that out too, folks. Great to learn about geography. Anyway, again, very nice to have you with us today. What are we going to be talking about? Thank you, Bart. Thank you for the wonderful uh, introduction. Yeah, I am from Istanbul. It's like a, a country, a small country town like New York in USA. Maybe you heard New York. Uh, it's like uh, the same in Turkey. So uh, here we are. We will talk about operators and some of the uh, newest features in our operators. Uh, and hopefully uh, we will all enjoy this talk. Oh, I know I'm going to enjoy. So I, speak, <laughs> I definitely speak for a significant, the most important part of the audience. Um, but that being said, folks, as usual, if you've got questions, drop them in the YouTube chat. We'll get them in the conversation. Um, again, if you want to share your screen, go for it. Yeah, I'm sharing. Good, good, good. You see? Looks yep. good. Looks perfect. Lovely design. Great job. So welcome, everyone. Uh, so as Cloud team uh, at Percona, we have a mission. Uh, we have a mission to bring databases on Kubernetes. Uh, and for this mission, uh, we create operators uh, to deploy Percona's uh, battle-tested uh, database product products on Kubernetes. And we are trying to make, uh, make it easy to everyone uh, to deploy, operate their databases uh, on uh, Kubernetes environments. And I will, talk, I will be talking about some of the newest features uh, in our operators called cross-regional application. And we will uh, see how it's implemented, but it's some uh, caveats uh, with this feature. How can you do with it? Uh, so yeah, let's start. But before we start, uh, let me talk about a bit uh, about myself. Uh, as Bart said, I am from Istanbul, Turkey. Uh, I don't have a social media. Uh, you can find me on GitHub. Uh, also, I have a website. Uh, eg.dev. I, I share some photography, some poems, 
and some technical posts there. And if you have a RSS reader, please uh, subscribe to my blog. And let's talk about a bit uh, Percona. So uh, Percona started its life as a database consulting uh, company, uh, especially focused on MySQL. But in time, uh, we uh, included MongoDB and PostgreSQL in our offerings. And uh, we have many open source products. All of our products are open source. Uh, around this database ecosystem. And like we have these three distributions, three distributions like in Linux distribution sense. Uh, we have this core database products, but uh, around them we create and use uh, communities or our own uh, tools that work together. Like in a, like a Fedora or OpenSUSE uh, distributions, you get these packages from the repositories and they all work together. At least these uh, developers of distributions guarantee it. And we guarantee when you use uh, MySQL distribution of Percona, uh, you will uh, get backup solution, restore solution, audit, audit solution, encryption, and all this stuff working together in a distribution. And uh, like uh, I said, we have a mission and we created operators for these distributions. So uh, you can use all these distributions and all of their uh, features uh, always up to date uh, with, uh, with our operators uh, on Kubernetes. But uh, we will be talking about mostly uh, about uh, MongoDB operators. Uh, because it's not easy to talk uh, cross-region application for all operators. We, we all have, all operators have this uh, feature, but we will be uh, focusing on MongoDB operator. Because it's the, uh, the MongoDB operator is the last operator the, that we implemented this feature. So let's start with this feature, but uh, let me quickly uh, describe what is MongoDB replication, how it's uh, working for, uh, for the old audience. So uh, in Mongo world, we have this replica sets uh, to configure and uh, configure replication between uh, multiple nodes, but don't confuse it with uh, Kubernetes replica sets. It's, uh, it has the same name, but different concept. It's a, a group of nodes uh, and they, uh, replicate data asynchronously uh, between them. And uh, yeah, if you uh, lost a primary, primary is in case of primary failure, it fails over automatically. So uh, all uh, MongoDB replication uh, works around this replica set concept. And what is cross-region replication then? So cross-region replication is, is like a fancy name for uh, having multiple uh, clusters, Kubernetes clusters, and uh, MongoD pods uh, on top of them, and we all we just put uh, all these pods in the same replica set uh, in MongoDB, so they can share uh, the data, replicate data be, uh, between them, and have a primary, have multiple secondaries, and this stuff. So when I say cross-region application in MongoDB uh, operator, I say uh, multiple Kubernetes clusters in the same replica sets. 
Okay. So uh, when you uh, deploy a cluster uh, with MongoDB operators, many things start to happen. Uh, the operator creates SSL certificates for you. It creates uh, users and it generates passwords for them. It creates a stateful set, of course, uh, to run MongoD processes. It initializes and configures these replica sets uh, in Mongo. Uh, and yeah, it creates uh, users. So we, uh, for cross-region application, we uh, introduced a new uh, flag to our operator. It's unmanaged. What is unmanaged means uh, when you specify a cluster is unmanaged, uh, the operator doesn't do all of these things. It just creates a stateful set, and that's all. It waits for the replica set configuration from uh, external uh, change. So uh, it doesn't create certificates. It doesn't uh, try to create users. And it doesn't try to touch any replica set configuration. Uh, therefore, to deploy a, a replica cluster, uh, uh, we need to get some uh, SSL certificates, the users and their passwords. And we need to put uh, all this uh, in a secrets in Kubernetes and first deploy all these secrets. Uh, then we need to deploy our cluster. Uh, operator will use these secrets, this SSL certificates to uh, have this have all these credentials same between these two clusters. And the most important thing, cluster needs to be exposed. What exposed means it's uh, this all replica set nodes uh, needs to be connected. Uh, between each other to replicate, of course. So uh, we have a flag, uh, we have a field uh, for this explosion, and we need to expose uh, our uh, pods, and uh, they will be reachable by uh, from internet. So when, uh, after we uh, deploy our replica cluster, we need oh, to add- Sorry, sorry, okay, we got a question real quick. Okay. Um, are those sites in separate uh, Kubernetes clusters, and how do you connect them? So yes, they are in separate uh, Kubernetes clusters. Uh, in this example, I connect them with load balancer services, so they are reachable from internet. Uh, in this example, so uh, so they can uh, connect to each other from internet. So it's load balancer, and uh, they are different clusters. Yes. Okay. Thank you. All this cross-region application uh, feature is uh, is for uh, having different Kubernetes clusters in in the same replication in same asynchronous replication setup. So we we are talking about different Kubernetes clusters. Okay. After we uh, deploying our replica cluster, uh, we need to add this replica nodes to our primary uh, cluster. So if you uh, have a primary clusters deployed by Percon operators, uh, you can use the configuration on the left. Uh, we have a new field called external nodes, and we can add this uh, fields, uh, add this host to this uh, array, and the operator in the primary cluster will add this nodes uh, to the replica set configuration. So in the MongoDB operator, the operator controls the replica set configuration, 
it adds the nodes. If you scale up or if you scale down, it removes old nodes and configure voting and priorities for the primary elections. Uh, and with external nodes fields, uh, we can add some uh, different hosts. Uh, it doesn't need to be from Kubernetes. You can have an on-prem uh, MongoDB cluster, and uh, you can have a primary on uh, Kubernetes. And we can add on-prem nodes uh, to this uh, MongoDB cluster. So it doesn't need to be uh, operator and operator in both sites. And uh, but if if you want sharding, uh, sharding in MongoDB is really uh, a nice feature and uh, hot thing. And uh, we enable sharding by default for our clusters. You can disable it, but it comes uh, enabled by default. So uh, if you want sharding, you need to deploy a deploy a, a separate replica set called config server. What config server does uh, in MongoDB? It stores this metadata for shards. Uh, so uh, all these chunks and chunkies stores stored in uh, this config server. And it's just it's a regular uh, config server like uh, standard MongoD processes. So uh, they all replicate uh, data between each other. And they have a primary uh, and stuff. It's uh, all rules apply to config servers too. So uh, we need to de deploy config server uh, also and Mongo S. Mongo is like a proxy uh, on top of this config server and replica sets. And uh, when you connect your when your clients connect to this Mongo S uh, and it uses this metadata from config servers, uh, it knows how to route these operations to the correct charts. They know where uh, the data leaves, data stored, and they root uh, these uh, operations. Okay, uh, sorry, we, we got we got a follow-up question from the audience. Um, going back to the previous one about uh, separate Kubernetes clusters, there's just a single load balancer service per site, or is there more than one? No. When you expose uh, these pods, uh, there, is a, there is a separate service for each pod in the replica set. So if you have a like uh, right now we have a config server uh, with size three. So we will have three uh, config server uh, pods in the Kubernetes cluster. And uh, when I expose it, uh, it will create three load balancer services for each pod. Uh, excuse me. Uh, it will create a, a service, a load balancer service for each pod. So in the end, you will have three uh, load balancer services. Uh, so separate services not a, a single service for each site. Alrighty, perfect, thank you. Because uh, all these pods, we need to connect to every other uh, pod in the replica set configuration. So we can't just have a single uh, service. We need, to, uh, we need to be able to connect every pod uh, separately. Okay, I'm continuing. Okay, good, thank you. But the water. Okay. So when you have this one, if you want to have sharding uh, and want to use cross-region replication feature, you can use, you need to expose this config server too. Uh, it will create a load balancer services. 
for this config service pods too. And you can uh, connect Mongoose uh, pods on either side. And uh, if you want to connect replica uh, sites, Mongoose services, it's okay. It will route uh, to the uh, right uh, shards. And if you want to connect primary, it's okay too. So you can connect either side with uh, sharding enabled. And in the end, we, we will have this fancy looking uh, topology uh, in our hands. Uh, if we want to have sharding and cross-region replication, we, we will have these two different replica sets. One replica set is for our uh, data and one replica set is for our uh, shards met metadata and we will have replication between them. But a warning, this feature is a technical preview right now. Uh, we don't really recommend to uh, jump in on this feature in your production environments uh, because we need to, it's like MVP, it's like a tech preview uh, thing. We want feedback from the community, from our some paid co customers uh, to understand the use cases. Uh, so if, if you want to trade, it's... Uh, please rate, please uh, give us feedback. What you can do, uh, you can write to us in forums. Uh, we have a Paracona community forum there. Uh, and you can, if you want find a bug, uh, you can report bugs in our Jira. It's really a nice thing to do. And if you feel really adventurous, uh, you want to do uh, some work uh, by yourself, you can submit peers uh, in GitHub. It's much more appreciated. We try to, uh, we usually uh, accept uh, community peers. We uh, don't reject or ignore them. Uh, so it's really nice uh, thing to uh, support our work. Yeah, let's talk about some uh, use cases. So we created this cross-region application with uh, mostly two use uh, cases in mind. One is uh, migration. Uh, because migration is really scary operation for all system administrators. I was uh, working as a system administrator uh, before I joined Pericona and uh, having this database migrations between two environments, it, it was always a big uh, thing. And uh, especially if you have a big database and high traffic environment, you just uh, you just can't stop this old client applications dump database uh, transfer this dump uh, through network and restore it uh, because it will be a big downtime and you cannot do it in a, a live environment because uh, in the end after you restore it on the target environment you will have a stale data uh, because in the meantime uh, there are many uh, new data uh, came uh, from the clients. So you, what you usually do, you configure a replication between these two environments. And once they caught up, uh, catch up, uh, you uh, cut over, introduce a small downtime uh, and update client applications and go on. And it's also uh, not an easy thing to do. Uh, but before cross-region replication uh, feature, uh, we didn't have this option in MongoDB operator. So uh, customers uh, or any community user wants to try uh, their database on Kubernetes, uh, they want 
they need to uh, do all these steps like uh, cut the traffic, dump data, and uh, so on. So uh, it's not it was not a real option, uh, and like I said, we we are trying to bring databases on Kubernetes, uh, and it's not just a, a toy thing for us. We really have this vision uh, in the future. All these workloads uh, will be working on Kubernetes. We have this vision, and we are trying to make it easy for everyone. So let's talk about uh, how uh, a migration can uh, go. So you deploy a replica cluster, and you have a uh, on-prem uh, MongoDB uh, cluster. Like on some Linux servers, you have uh, some uh, MongoDB cluster, and you deploy a replica cluster on Kubernetes. And uh, you configure all this cross-region replication uh, things. You expose your replica uh, sets. And uh, by configuring your replica set configuration, uh, you put your external uh, this replica nodes to do your configuration. And what you need to do, you need to wait for them to sync. Because uh, when you add a new node to MongoDB, it needs to be uh, sync. Initially, it needs to transfer all this uh, data first, and uh, you will be patient if you have a big database, you, you wait. And maybe you need to check uptime dates uh, in the arrested output output uh, in your primary. And once they uh, catch up, you can give a high priority to replica nodes. Uh, priority is uh, for controlling who will uh, be the primary in the next election. So if you have a higher uh, priority, you will uh, you will be selected, and you gave a higher priority to your replica nodes, and it will tri trigger uh, trigger a re-election. You will have a new primary in the replica site, uh, and you need to switch this unmesh flag. I was talking about this unmesh flag uh, to. After you uh, switch this unmanaged flag to false, operator will take control of this replica set configuration, and you update your uh, client applications to connect to this replica site. And hopefully, it will be uh, seamless like this. But uh, in the real world, sometimes uh, a different things can go on. And uh, if you want to a complete walkthrough if you want to try it uh, by yourself uh, you can uh, check this blog post i our sergey uh, wrote this blog post and it's it shows you all the steps all these commands and you can try on your environments and uh, another use case is the disaster recovery uh, having a disaster recovery site on kubernetes can be really nice because uh it's more flexible uh to have it and you it's it can be uh quick because in Kubernetes deploying something and creating an environment is usually is really easy because you have this manifest uh, beforehand it's like uh, infrastructure as a code comes uh, automatically and you will you can have this automation going and uh, it's not a different process from migration. Uh, you just cannot choose the time to do it. 
uh, with disaster recovery, but uh, the migration and disaster recovery really close thing because in the end you need to fail over or cut over uh, to this replica site. But uh, let's talk about uh, having a DR site on Kubernetes. Uh, let's say we have these uh, two environments deployed with Percon operator. Uh, on the left, you see the primaries, uh, primary clusters configuration. Uh, we added this replica nodes uh, and we gave priority one uh, for these nodes. So uh, one uh, important warning, default priority in our deployments, not in Mongo world, but in MongoDB operator, uh, operators, default priority is two, uh, to, uh, a, to be able to have this DR site. Why? Because uh, if we have this default priority one uh, and you uh, give this uh, replica nodes priority one, you can, uh, all of a sudden you can have a primary on replica or, or DR site uh, environment and it's it's not an ideal thing to uh, to do. One, uh, it you probably won't want it. So uh, we switch our default priority to two, uh, and you will give this uh, nodes uh, a vote and priority. And uh, another warning: we just give two of the nodes uh, a voting uh, privilege because. Uh, we we need to keep all these voters uh, an odd number uh, because most of, like most of HA setups, uh, Mongo doesn't allow uh, even number of voters. So in uh, in the uh, normal situation, we have this uh, setup. We will have these two replica sets, and we will have five voters uh, on each replica set and uh, one non-voting member. But uh, if our primary uh, cluster, our main site is failed, goes down, we will have this uh, situation. And as you see, we don't have enough waters in the DR sites. Uh, and uh, there are uh, three surviving members right now, and we will have uh, only two uh, waters, and they won't uh, have the majority. So we need to perform failover manually there. Uh, so normally we can, we can only update this replica set configuration uh, through the primary uh, by connecting primary and doing some commands. But right now our primary is dead. How can we uh, change our replica set configuration? Luckily, Mongo allows uh, us to force this reconfig reconfiguration uh, from any alive uh, member in the replica sets. So I think we have time. I can, uh, it's not like a demo, but I can show you the, uh, how to connect our clients and uh, run some comments. It's okay, but right? Yeah, yeah, please, time. please. Uh, we got plenty of time. Yeah, you're doing great. You see my terminal? Yeah, it looks good. So let's create this to a cluster.
Yes. So it's not a regular command, it's like my own commands. Sorry for that, but I, I am just trying to show you quickly. So I just connected my uh, replica sets and we can see the config from here. When I say replica set config, I was talking about this. So you see, I have, it, it's not a, a disaster recovery site. It doesn't have this cross-region application. It's just my uh, development environment, but we, we can see some of these things. Like this is our uh, replica set configuration. And you can see the host, the priority, like I said, priority, default priority is two right now, and it has some votes. So uh, to perform a failover, what should we do? Uh, we need to remove this uh, failed uh, members uh, from it. And we need to force this configuration, reconfiguration. So let's say, uh, sorry. And it's just uh, this Mongo shell is just a JavaScript environment. You, you can have this uh, JavaScript features uh, in it. And uh, it's really flexible. So yeah, I, I said uh, there, there is a manual uh, thing needed, but you, you can automate it. So config members is like an array. And if I... Uh, have these three uh, members failed, I can just force uh, this like members and index two and I can I can have it. And if I just see the config, I will have just uh, one member and I will I can just uh, remove these uh, members and uh, run the reconfig command. But I need to force there if I connect it from the primary, I need to force uh, through. If I do that, it will break my environment, but let's do it, okay. I, it didn't allow me. So uh, when I talked about this manual uh, failover thing, I was talking about this uh, commands. You need to remove this. Uh, failing members from the config, and you, you may need to give a vote for, for the, this non-voting member, and it will uh, select uh, a new primary uh, in the replica set. And you, you can connect uh, to the replica set from your clients, and uh, hopefully your business will survive from this downtime. Oops. Okay, and yeah, it's okay, right? Yeah, 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 good. Okay, and it's like in another fancy diagram for this setup. We will have uh, this two sites uh, all deployed with operators. We we have this replication going, and uh, you just need to do this failover and direct to the correct MongoS uh, service and you, uh, your clients will start working again. And we have a separate blog post uh, for this setup also. I co-authored with Sergey on this blog post. So 
if you want to try, if you want to do some POC for your environments, please read this blog post and try. If you have any issues, please uh, say it to us. Yeah. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, that blog post is very new, the one that you mentioned. Not still in it's like two months old, right? Now. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I saw December, it's October, but still pretty new. That's good. Because I, I was working on this uh, feature on August, I think. Uh, and in the end of August, we released our uh, uh, latest version for PSMDB operators. And then I switched, I needed to switch to another project and I couldn't work on this feature anymore but uh yeah it should be on uh, end of august or september on this blog post yep anyway it's shared now we got in the chat yeah nice and what about other operators again you uh, your title is uh, cross-regional application in uh, paracona kubernetes operators but you just talked about mongodb you are right but uh, i didn't have time to uh, gather uh, all these operators features but we have the same feature for uh, our uh, two uh, other operators. For MySQL, uh, you can see the docs and blog uh, to try yourself. Uh, and for PostgreSQL, you can see, uh, see we have a separate blog post for it too. So we have this feature. Uh, all our operators support this feature and you can uh, try this with all your uh, database needed. And if you need any help uh, from us, uh, not just about cross-region replication, if you try this blog post or uh, try any of the codes, and if you have any issues, any uh, feedback, uh, anything, or just want to say you are doing a good work, just write to us uh, in the Pycona community forum. I am really active there. Uh, I will see uh, in a really close uh, quickly, but you can also mention me directly uh, and I will see uh, sooner then. So thank you, that, that was all. Uh, so if you have any questions, I can uh, stick around and we can talk more. Yeah, I do. I have a couple of questions just because like I said this, well, first of all, thank you for the wonderful presentation. Um, very nice to get a snapshot and see what's going on uh, in, this, in this particular case. As you mentioned, the operator world is a very big one. And so, you know, we could spend all day, you know, talking about all the different operators that are out there. There are lots. And we've had some of them on here, uh, whether it's been with Sergey, who gave a wonderful talk in um, KubeCon about getting MongoDB onto Kubernetes. Um, we've had um, Alkin from PlanetScale talking about the Vitesse operator. We've had stuff about, you know, the Cassandra Cass operator. Anyway, this, is, this has been a recurring topic. Apart from operators, do you expect in the near future there to be additional solutions or uh, other ones that, let's say, might not take as much time, you know, in terms of building an operator, things like that, other solutions that might come in to help folks get their data databases onto Kubernetes? So uh, I think operators is like, it's, it's a nice framework to uh, everything in Kubernetes because when I talk about operators, it's uh, about uh, most about customizing Kubernetes. Kubernetes is really uh, easy to customize with this. Uh, they allowed us to uh, create many uh, big things. Like we can deploy our databases on Kubernetes. It's really uh, amazing right now. Uh, so. I, I'm not sure we don't need anything else from operators, but uh, 
I can say uh, some features I am really excited on. Like uh, there's a special interest group uh, called multi-cluster uh, in Kubernetes. And I am really excited about their work uh, because uh, I think federation in Kubernetes is really uh, a needed topic. Uh, like we, we are talking about federation right now, but we, we are trying to uh, walk around Kubernetes uh, limitations there to uh, exposing our clusters uh, to the internet and uh, having this replication between them. But uh, there's uh, multi-cluster services coming and I am really excited about it too. Uh, and uh, GCP currently supported. I think AWS supported also. And uh, I, I am uh, really excited to try with this cross-region replication thing because it will uh, remove the needs for the expose uh, to internet. We can have these uh, services imported and exported between clusters without exposing to internet. It's really nice uh, thing to do. And one uh, other thing I am really excited about is like right now, uh, there's this another interest group in Kubernetes community. Uh, I network key PNG. I am really excited about their work uh, too. They are trying to uh, have a native proxy experience, uh, like service proxy experience, but uh, customizable uh, experience. And it's really uh, exciting uh, thing for me. Uh, and I I can see how, uh, how we may use it in our operators or in our uh, personal projects. So yeah, there are really exciting things going. Kubernetes, all, I think it's really in early stages uh, for uh, all of it. Uh, like, yeah, I was uh, managing and operating Kubernetes uh, in previous jobs too, and on production environments, it's uh, stable uh, to operate, but uh, it's really early uh, still. Like in the uh, 90s, uh, Jeff Bezos switched to Linux from the Solaris, and it was the earliest early stages for Linux too, but it was uh, usable in production. Kubernetes is the same uh, situation right now, I think. And in a few years, we will see uh, many different things on Kubernetes. And I think uh, Kubernetes will be abstracted away. And we many developers won't, uh, won't know their code on working on Kubernetes. That is even there, yeah. It, it, it will, it, like, we don't think about Linux right now. It's just there. Uh, no one, no one talks. We should we use Linux? Of course, you, you will use Linux. What what will you use? Uh, and Kubernetes will be the same, I think. But we are in the early stages right now. Yeah, I think I think that's a great point. I think a lot of people agree. And then in the data space, you know, as well, it's like early days inside of the early days. Um, yes, yes, yes. Right? We are doing really uh, like avant-garde uh, thing. And that's exciting. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I feel really cool right now. <laughs> yeah, you are really cool. Um, no, you, you, and not just because, yeah, I mean, like, once again, check out, check out a gay's blog. It's really, really good. Um, that, these are all good points. I guess, you know, because, you know, Percona going out and working with different organizations, um, for a lot of these organizations, sometimes they don't even know where to start. And one thing that actually I heard about in KubeCon with some, with some companies that said like that they wouldn't trust an operator. And when approaching that issue of trust, you know, is this reliable? Is it going to be safe? Um, am I leaving this in the hands of, you know, something that I should be very careful with? 
Is that something that you've encountered or how does Percona approach us as an organization to say, hey, we would recommend using an operator, here's why. What kind of doubts do you think you might or have you encountered when this topic comes up? So you can have a doubt about, I think it's not about operators. You can have a doubt about Kubernetes and about performance because uh, Percona is known about performance uh, at first. And uh, we have many amazing people about database performance. And they will talk about it endlessly, and they know many things. And I, I uh, know from them and from some of my experience, uh, ha having the same performance on Kubernetes is not an easy thing to do, because of the storages, because of this network overhead, and it's it's uh, it's not a uh, it may not be a best thing uh, to have your database. Uh, on Kubernetes if you have really strict performance uh, requirements. But uh, saying I don't uh, trust the operator, it's uh, it's not the, I think, smartest thing because uh, the people creating these operators usually uh, knows about this stateful uh, workloads. Uh, like we know about MySQL as Pericona. We know about MongoDB. We know about PostgreSQL. Cassandra guys knows about Cassandra. I, I trust them to know better than uh, Cassandra, better than me. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I, I can use their operator because uh, operator is not about the code. It's about this uh, stateful workloads. It's about their its business logics, its requirements, its day two operations like backups, restores. What is the best way to restore these databases? What should I do before restore? What should I do after restore? So uh, this, uh, this guys and we know our, our stuff about these stateful workloads. Uh, so if, if you trust your social security number, uh, if you trust a website uh, with your social security number or uh, organizing your life, uh, you can uh, trust this. Uh, experts about uh, on the stateful uh, workloads because uh, we usually the people this architect architected this uh, operators they know their stuff yeah otherwise they wouldn't be in that position i know what you mean it's yeah. not like oh you know i just uh, it was a friday night and i built an operator you know it's probably and, <laughs> and it's not easy especially for me because after joining percona uh, so I, as I said, I was working as a system administrator and it was uh, really when you uh, have an incident or you are on call and uh, your database goes down. Uh, so it's you cannot uh, joke around with database. I can joke around with some web services because if, if they are go down, okay, we will fix it. But you cannot joke uh, it with databases. It's I see the, the people's confusion about events and uh, databases about operators, uh, but I can talk about uh, my team and uh, Percona. We uh, we are serious about this stuff. We uh, when we release uh, this uh, new versions, when we are try to implement a new feature, we talk about it. Uh, we think about it, and if it's we don't feel if we don't feel it's ready for production. We warn people. It's it's a tech preview. It's uh, don't use it on production. Yep, that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, I think that's a very solid response to the challenge. And and like you said, is that 
the people that are working on these things are not, you know, juniors um, who just have seen a database for the first time. I think these are good points. And once again, though, the exciting part about this, like you said, that is, it is avant-garde. It is pioneer. I think that's where perhaps for some organizations that might say, we will not use any solution that hasn't been tested for at least five years. If that's your policy, then, you know, Kubernetes is going to be very challenging because of the nature that most things are not going to be five years old. Um, and so anyway, so that, that, that makes it uh, a unique set of circumstances. But that's why we have this community to make people more knowledgeable. Anyway, this was fantastic. I learned a lot. I'm sure I know our audience did too. We got some great feedback and some good questions. Really easy to continue the conversation. There are great people at Percona that um, are in our Slack, um, ready to jump on different questions. I actually just had a question today in, in Slack about Zookeeper and somebody tagged Sergey, so hopefully he'll be able to jump in and answer that. Well, I didn't know why they uh, mentioned Sergey in this question. Yeah, what, I, what I was, made they think Sergey is an expert on Zookeeper? <laughs> are you are you more of an expert than he is on Zookeeper? No. Oh, no, I I used Zookeeper for some Kafka deployments, but I didn't know uh, much about it. I just managed it and I uh, make sure it's alive. <laughs> well, that and that could be enough. Anyway, the point is, is that if, if he can't answer it, I'm sure somebody else could jump in. We'll get a good conversation going. But but like I said, you have our Slack. Percona is really easy to, uh, to access as well. Lots of content being generated on the blog side, on the video side. Shout out to Matt Yankovic as well, Mahas. Um, love his interviews too. Um, so anyway, very nice to have you with us for the first time. We'll certainly not be the last. Uh, we'll be in touch and have a wonderful evening. Hope we can meet in person someday in Turkey. And uh, take care, man. That'll be wonderful. Thank right, you. Thank you for having me, Bart. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. Take care, man.